Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys. Everything sequel contains explicit language. And why the fudge not, you melon farmer? Hello and welcome to the Everything Sequel Podcast. This is a mini-sode. We are going to pitch a sequel today to one of the single 90s movies. My name is Michael Schantz of the How Dare You Awards. With me is the sequel master himself, Tom Stewart. Tommy, how's the peeping? How's the peeping, Tommy? Ah, oh, splendid. Ah, oh, splendid. That must be my malaria. <laughs> Just one more, one more from Christopher <laughs> Lee while I can. All right. So, this is the choice, Tom. This is what we're doing today. We're, yeah, we're not going to pitch a sequel to all of them. No. Now we also have we we combined another forty-eight hours with another stakeout as the another sequels, right. and we decided between those two which to pitch a sequel to. Right. Who'd you choose? For this one or then? No, for that one. Uh, I did a crossover. That's right. Because uh, I was I couldn't remember. And that's why. You did a crossover. I picked 48 hours. Tom did a crossover. I assume you're not going to be lazy and just keep that one for this. No. Well, Excellent. the second part of that sentence is accurate. <laughs> All right. Let's hear your lazy pitch then. <laughs> Well, okay, so... I First of all, which Gremlins. movie do you want? Okay, go ahead. Um, Gremlins it is. The is called Grothremlins. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so, uh, my Leave the titles okay, alone. Leave the titles alone, sir. It's too, no, it's too tempting. So, I have to, there's two reasons why I picked Gremlins. Um... The first one, as you've already intimated, is because it sounds quite good if you replace the E with a three. Yeah, if you say so. <laughs> and you know how I like to replace letters with numbers in sequel titles. Uh, the The other reason is that there is, according to IMDb, still technically, although it doesn't look like it's going to happen, a Gremlin sequel in development. So, unlike most weeks, I'm pitching to Chris Columbus right now there you go so yeah um I, so if you're out there chris this well is and joe dante i assume yeah and joe dante i assume uh i don't know if he's involved i know chris columbus is definitely involved anyway as the writer though right i guess i don't know all right uh oh well i mean he want if he wants uh he wants a movie off he you know <laughs> i got you covered i got you covered chris all right um Grothremlins. The beginning of the movie is a voiceover narrator. Sorry. Grothremlins. Grothremlins. The beginning of the movie is a voiceover narration from uh, Phoebe Cates. Nice. Who likes to tell, as we know, likes to tell long-winded stories. I like that you're going to pull her out of retirement. Yeah. 
She likes it. Oh, oh, by the way, yeah. So, so we start the movie present day, twenty twenty, because you know. Oh, nice. This I'm a, I'm aiming for this to be a real movie, so I'm not gonna mess around with setting it in the past. It's present day, but the the opening Done. narration by Phoebe Cates fills us in on the last thirty years of what's happened in Gremlins world. Okay, I'm with you. Uh, and and this is basically this is what has happened. The um. The small town community, designed by Clamp, mm-hmm. was it Cramp? Yes, Clamp. Clamp. Yeah, and Billy Billy designs it. Clamp funds it. It happens. They build a a, um, a self contained small town in the middle of New York, and this becomes this this utopian community where everyone can get away from the big city and uh, and live in a small town in a big city. That takes off. Billy <laughs> becomes the mayor of of this town. Oh, nice. In the meantime, the um, the laboratory which we saw in Gremlins Two: The New Batch has, uh, rather than even though they lost their lease at the uh, the Clamp Building, they uh, go on to be the biggest uh, medical research company in the world, and in their labs they invent a virus that uh, gets loose and um, turns everyone in the world the dead start to rise. It turns everyone into a zombie. Holy shit. Uh, this is around sort of 2018, by which time Clamp is now the president of the United States. Uh, we are on the we're on we're like minded today, my friend. Sorry. Go ahead. And uh, <laughs> and he's uh, President Clamp has um, screwed up the uh, response to the virus. Um, so basically, <laughs> America is just zombies. But the only um, self-contained place that and the big that remains in America, maybe the world. I don't know. We'll talk about that. Is <laughs> this small town community? They're the only place that hasn't been infected. They're able to keep their fortifications solid away from the zombies that surround them. Now, Billy and Kate. Is it Kate? Phoebe Kate's plays. I. Uh, it is. Yeah, it's Kate. Yeah. Kate and Mog and uh, Gizmo all live in this community, so they're they're safe. However, there's a huge store a huge storm in the middle of the night that ravages this small town community, the last remaining community that isn't infected by it, the zombie virus created by Christopher Lee. And by the way, I'm hoping that we can incorporate a, a CGI version of Christopher Lee in here. I was gonna say. How- <laughs> <laughs> a, la, a la Peter Cushing in Rogue One. Why, why okay. should he have all the fun? Why of should course. it just be his his memory that's tarnished? Why should but you Van, do, why should you Van do, Helsing get this honor? You do remember seeing that in Rogue One and thinking to yourself, that was fucking unnecessary, wasn't it? Just get somebody who looks like him. I remember thinking all of that, and also, I do quite a good Christopher Lee. If they wanted to do this with Christopher, I would happily provide the voice. So you've got so, so you've got to, so basically what just, I'm saying, Chris Columbus, is just, is you've got a screenwriter. This is just a pitch for you to get a job. You've got a screenwriter and you've got the vocal performance of the CGI Christopher Lee. You in the selfish bag. I'll do shit. you a good I'll do you a good deal on both. Okay? Package deal. Package deal. So yeah, so anyway, a storm ravages uh this in, and it knocks down all the fortifications. But initially, we think, oh, 
It's raining heavily. It's the middle of the night. What what would that in in a movie that was called that was called a Gremlins movie? What would you think is going to happen, Michael? Gremlins. Right. They get wet. Little gremlin eggs. They eat after midnight. Worse gremlins, right? That's the the way it goes. <laughs> Worse gremlins. But, but but because this is the third movie and this has happened twice before, that doesn't happen this time. Oh. What actually happens is the zombies break in to the community and Billy and Kate have no choice but to create gremlins to fight them. <laughs> so they pour they pour water on Gizmo. And uh, is there a sort of feed, a then they purposely feed the right. gremlins after midnight, East Coast time, and <laughs> uh, and uh, and the rest of the movie is gremlins versus zombies. That's it. I like it. The uh, the balls in your court, Chris Columbus, <laughs> and possibly Joe Dante. Yeah, if you're involved. I can't imagine Joe Dante would not want to be involved with that. Well, you know, I thought I, I was thinking, you know, what's a? Oh yeah, and the other element of this that I forgot to mention is, you know, uh, Gizmo always has to watch something on TV that he then recreates in real life. Oh yeah, and saves the day. And with this, it could be The Walking Dead. Right. He's got a sheriff's a sheriff's or, hat. Um, or the George. He's Romero got a Dead sheriff's movies. hat and a three fifty seven Magnum. Which would be the cutest thing Plenty in the Plenty of comedic world. bits of uh, a small mogwai shooting a three fifty seven and then launching backwards into walls from the kick. Absolutely, yeah. And he, there can be, like, one of the gremlins can be Daryl with a crossbow and a, a kind of Negan. And one of, the, one, of the, one of the worst gremlins could have be, like, a, a, Negan, a, have a barbed wire, wire bat. bat. Like Negan. Fantastic. Well. Anyway, there you go. Lots of possibilities. If you can't get the rights to Walking Dead, then maybe we'll do the Romero films. Call me. Fuck, man. I never should have let you go first. Why you have the same you have the same pitch? No. Yes. Minus zombies. Minus zombies. Well, that's the heart of my My movie. same my My same idea exactly. My idea was to bring us forward to today, Clamp is yeah. in office. Billy's working uh, for Clamp. That's different. In office, as is Phoebe Cates. Uh, Katie. Kate? No, Kate. Yeah. So they're working in the White House. And Gizmo still with them. I don't, you know... Clearly, they're not like dogs. Well, he's like the like the White House dog, but not like dogs, because otherwise, he'd be two hundred and fifty fucking years old. <laughs> no, no, I, I just mean that like he plays the role <laughs> of like checkers or what you know, like yeah, yeah. No, I get what you mean. I'm just saying, you know, no, that, that there's never been a discussion as to how Mogwai's age. <laughs> so is one year like seven years? Because, uh, you know, then he's going to have to have a cane or a walker. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it provides an opportunity for a new get into shape scene like Kremlin's or, do the or new batch. Or an opportunity for White House staff uh, yeah, okay. to, um, 
to talk about how the rules don't make any sense. <laughs> right. So, and that's the thing was, you know, I already pitched another 48 hours, so obviously I wasn't going to do that. Young Guns, you had your shot. Young Guns 2 You have the whole of rema- you're, the you're remaining done. 100 years of American history to play with there. You had an right. opportunity. But that's true. But I but, but and they, unfortunately they jumped so far ahead in time to like 1955 with the last one I thought, well, fuck you. I was going to do that, but then I saw that you could turn that you could you could flip around the e and everything changed. <laughs> You're such an asswipe. I love you. Oh. But okay. I I I I ruminated on troll ah. for a bit. And then a few days ago, I learned that there's supposed to be a Troll 2020 coming out. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, go fuck yourselves. So this left me with Gremlins. And I actually got the most excited about what could you actually do with Gremlins. At one point, I was going to set Gremlins in space. Yeah. On a shuttle. I thought to myself, does Kate get her shit together and become an astronaut instead of just a guide at the clamp building? Mm. But... That felt a little too far-fetched, even for me. And then I came up with the same exact idea that you had, running a parallel to what we're going through today with climate change and Trump in office, yeah. having Clamp in the White House, having a, a you know Category 5 storm hit Washington, D.C. Oh, my God. And mucking up and fucking up the works. And the only difference being, instead of purposely making gremlins to fight zombies, it was all the gremlins are inside the White House. We have to kill them all before they get loose. So you have a secure building that's difficult for them to get out of, and you reverse it. Instead of... Right now, it's difficult to get inside the White House. We're trying to make it difficult for them to get out. Plus, uh, Warner Brothers have the West Wing set still, right? I assume. Yeah, so... That'd be, you know what? We should just both go in. We'll pitch mine first. If they don't like that, give them gremlins in space. There you go. Because what, well, what if, and this is going to blow your mind. What if the gremlins are from space? Let's Highlander to the quickening these fuckers. <laughs> We're going to Highlander to the shit out of this. In some in some cuts. Well, and I you there know, is the a problem, cut of that movie where they're not aliens. The problem with the space one was I kept thinking the threat has to be that they're going to get back to Earth, mm. and I you know I kept thinking well if they're on a shuttle a shuttle how big is a shuttle that <laughs> how big is a shuttle <laughs> you, you, you know you can't have thousands of gremlins you know the threat is oh no we have seven gremlins and they're heading towards Earth if it's a shuttle. And I thought you could make it the space station, but now we're talking about how does that get back to Earth other than disintegrating through our atmosphere, you know? Four four words for you. Planet of the Gremlins. Ooh. Yeah. So Billy and Kate become astronauts. They take Gizmo with them. And they land on a planet. That's not very believable, though, is it? Plus, there'd be like 70-year-old astronauts at this point. Oh, no. Well, you know, they're in that that deep sleep. The way they get around in all space films is that deep sleep that allows you to go wherever the fuck you want. That's true. 
um, like in Planet of the Apes or Alien. Um, and then they arrive could... at Planet of the Gremlins, but it's just Earth has been taken over by Gremlins. Because Gizmo left a few eggs behind. Fucking what an asshole. He was like, it, 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 was, it was raining when he got into the rocket. I imagine a scene now where Billy is looking at him. He goes, now listen, <laughs> we're going away for four years on a hypersleep. You can't eat after midnight. Don't be a dick. Okay. But then you, but then you, you could have the, you could have him. You could still include, you you, could still include global warming, have a storm, just knock out the, the clocks. He doesn't understand. (laughs) He doesn't know what time it is. Yeah. uh, I get that it's nighttime, but it might be 10 PM. Can I have a piece of chicken? Before they go into space, Gremlin can be watching the final scene of Planet of the Apes with Charlton Heston on the beach, um, overacting in front of the Statue of Liberty. (laughs) <laughs> and um, then the end of the movie, he would be doing that. Right. And how cute would that be? <laughs> little little gizmo and the big Statue of Liberty? You maniacs! Maybe the Statue of Liberty gets slime-powered. Oh, no, that's Ghostbusters. Hang on. <laughs> we're starting to mix a lot of shit here. <laughs> I think we're going to have to quit while we're ahead. Well, so, I, you uh, know, all right. a lot to think about, Chris and Joe. Yeah. And we're flexible. We're willing to hear your ideas, too. <laughs> we'll entertain your ideas. Yeah. But, they... but I think it's I just think it's funny that we we started we mind melded on this one. I, yeah. You know, we had four movies to choose from. We both chose the same movie and chose the same movie. <laughs> except, well, we... <laughs> except one added the element of zombies. I think. I mean, but it, it was the exact same movie. I mean, I think that, you know, it speaks to the necessity to update the clamp persona to include what uh, to include right. the updates to the Trump persona. Right. To, to, to go to the logical place where the world went. Right. Because. Well, I, I mean, the world I mean, didn't go to a logical place. Yes. I'm talking about our fictional world going to the only place it can based on the batshit craziness that happened in the real world. Right. But, you know, I think I think there's there's an overarching feeling watching Gremlins 2 now that that Clamp gets off the hook, even though right. the character as imagined here is is a is a much more sympathetic character than Trump was even then. Correct. You know, he's still shouting for the Central Park Five to be executed, you know. At that point, yeah, and, and a, apparently race, he's a racist landlord still. At that point, um, correct. And I just learned the other day that apparently systemic racism doesn't exist. Yeah, well, there you he go. announced that's that. Why, that's why you watch the RNC to learn these things. Holy shit! So I think I think that was probably you know very... it's important to note it's important to note that people are probably going to hear this after the election. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> holy shit so um well well i mean you you can well should we do uh, like a double end should we do then an alternate ending so will, will you the sign off by saying right yeah well, we don't have to worry about any of that anymore or <laughs> or it's the beginning of the end <laughs> yes Press one. So, so, press two. So, right. (laughs) Based on what happens in November, 
a possible ending for your movie is the gremlins are supposed to battle the zombies, but they decide to join them. Okay. And both of them turn towards us. And the world just gets eaten. Yeah. Uh, but if if but if the Democrats win in November, um, then the gremlins then the then then the gremlins destroy the zombies, and then, in a bit of self sacrifice, destroy themselves. Yeah. What happens if the Democrats win but they don't get the house? <laughs> <laughs> what do we do then? Then, then the 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 gremlins destroy the zombies but then turn on us but any, any ending we do should still end with should they still have the a la the interspecies wedding at uh, at the end of gremlins 2 we should have a supreme court that is just gremlins oh tom so whatever 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 happens in the course of any of these movies it will end with a supreme court of gremlins that goes tom that that goes without saying <laughs> Maybe we should lead. Maybe, maybe we're burying the lead if when we have our inevitable and movie yet, with Chris Columbus and Joe Dante. And yet, you said it. <laughs> we go. Okay. Just want to let you know before you hear these pictures, the movie will end with the Supreme Court of Gremlins. And he'll be like, let me stop you there. <laughs> Get out of my I office. love it. <laughs> No, I disagree. He's gonna say. He's gonna say. I'm gonna stop you right there. I fucking love it. Greenlit, go. By the way, I can do the voice of Christopher Lee. Fucking a, Tom Stewart, you're on. I mean, I can uh, let. Let me just say, I can do the voice of Christopher Lee as well as the guy who did the voice of Peter Cushing in Rogue One. (laughs) Go. Director Krennig. Oh, that that that's Peter Cushing. Um, <laughs> that's that's the guy. That's CGI Peter Cushing. Right, of so course. So CGI Christopher Lee would have to be the right tone, but entirely the wrong intonations. Well, it, if anyone is the man to do it, it's you, my friend. If anyone can misjudge that vocal performance, it is you. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know, let us know. Did we pick the right movie? Would you have picked a different movie to make a sequel to for the single 1990 sequels? Did that make sense? Single 1990 sequels. Every time you say that, I think of like a late night like phone line. Right. Like an, yeah. like an infomercial. 1990 singles. It does sound like something that should be manned by... Corolla and like Drew Pinsky. <laughs> talk to singles from the 1990s that you want to talk to. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, let us know, ladies and gentlemen, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're there. Find us at everything sequel at Gmail. Tell us which movie you would have made a sequel to. Tell us uh, why, you know, ours are essentially the same. So if you have a different one for Gremlins, let us know. Yeah. That's it for our mini-sode. We're pitching a sequel. We'll see you soon. Say goodbye, Tom. Goodbye. Perfect.
I like to think I know something about beer, but nowadays even I get overwhelmed when confronted by the exhaustive selection of craft beers they have at bars, breweries, and even grocery stores. Back in the day you had one, maybe two craft beers to choose from, and if you were confused, you ordered a Guinness. But in beer stations like San Diego, the craft beer options lately are in double, sometimes even triple, digits. So what's a beer drinker to do? You need what I need, the Vegas Beer Guys. Your beer of choice should be a perfect blend of malt and hops. And so a live show about beer needs that same balance. And the Vegas Beer Guys matches beer expert Dan Aker with self-proclaimed beer novice Stephen J. Weiss. The results are eminently drinkable. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They'll try new beers. They'll tell you about beer. Think of them as your beer sherpas guiding you up a foamy-headed mountain to reach the peak of your pint. God, I need